Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad you're with us and rejoining us after a brief respite to go visit and hold the grandbabies is uh, Katie McFarland, who, when she's not holding and uh, hugging on grandbabies, she's figuring out national security and global uh, terrorism issues for us uh, in, in such a capacity as she did for two presidents uh, at the Pentagon. KT, it's good to have you back. I see that on Fox and on a couple of other radio shows, you've been talking about this love affair that Joe Biden has with Iran. And I don't think I've heard anybody else put it in that vernacular. And I'm very curious what you mean. And if you could explain to my listeners uh, why it's so uh, dangerous. All right. So it's not just the Biden administration. It's the Obama administration. And they're really the same people who were handling Iran policy. But they've been in love with Iran for you know 15 years. And they pursued a nuclear agreement, which wasn't going to stop Iran's nuclear program. It was going to allow Iran to have nuclear weapons on a timeline and have them legitimately. So that was number one. That was the Iran nuclear deal. They pursued it, and the Obama administration, the Trump administration, canceled it for good reason. And then the Biden administration is trying to re-up it. But Iran is is playing like the reluctant suitor. Um, Meanwhile, the uh, Biden administration has just secured the release of six hostages, American hostages, which they claim is a great victory um, in exchange for $1.2 billion per hostage. And it's money that's going to go directly to Iran, and Iran is going to use it to build its nuclear program. So it's like somehow the Biden administration has figured that if, well, we could just get close to Iran, things are going to be good. Meanwhile, what that has done is to oddly enough, give the Biden administration its only foreign policy success, which is to push Israel and Saudi Arabia closer. And let me explain why all this is happening and why it's important to us. So Israel and Saudi Arabia, Israel and Iran, enemies forever. The Trump administration orchestrated the Abraham Accords between Israel and not Saudi Arabia, but all the other Gulf Arab states. And it was to have a peace agreement. They were going to have free trade between them. And it's worked out spectacularly well. Now the Saudis are negotiating with Israel to have that kind of an agreement as well. And it's not just a peace agreement, not just saying that we're not going to fight each other, we're not going to go to war, but it also is part of an economic agreement. They're going to build a road corridors. They're going to trade with each other. It's going to be an era of complete prosperity to the Arabs and to the Israelis. And it's good for the Arabs because it gives them a way to diversify their economy away from oil. Meanwhile, the Biden administration, instead of applauding all this, is just still chasing after Iran, thinking they're going to get a good deal out of Iran. And the Iranians, the leadership in Iran, is just laughing at them. And when the Biden administration said, well, the $6 billion of hostage payments are going to go for humanitarian goods, you know, medicines for pregnant women and food for children, the Iranian government just laughed and said, no, we're going to use it for whatever we want, which presumably is going to be nuclear weapons and more terrorism attacks against Israel. Well, it's interesting because, and I think you're the first uh, public policy person to put that together, but no one of a serious mind thought that the um, the billions for hostages deal had really any merit to it. I mean, 
across the board, people were saying, this is this is dumb. Why are we doing this? Let me ask you this. Saudis and uh, Israelis have an interesting history because uh, obviously Israel is been what it's been. And there have been a lot of uh, countries that have tried to change that. <laughs> they don't want them there and et cetera. Um, but the Saudis are kind of leaders in the region, I guess, uh, at least from my perspective. And does this kind of in combination with the Abraham Accords and now Saudi's openness to uh, opening up even further relations, does this really solidify um, some degree of security for Israel were Iran to actually go on the offensive? Absolutely, and that's why they're doing it. Um, Iran, and again, the love affair that the Biden administration has with Iran has convinced Israel and the Saudis and the other Arab countries who are not friends of Iran, who are life enemies of Iran, that they need to, they can't count on America to keep the peace, and they've kind of been stabbed in the back by America, so they're going to make their own separate deals. And the reason that Saudi Arabia is the sort of most important of the Sunni Gulf Arab states, it's the richest, it's the biggest, it's the one that the others all look to. Um, and so for the Saudis to join in a peace agreement with Israel really kind of puts the capstone on this whole realignment in the Middle East. And, you know, the, those countries have gone to war for 50, 60 years. The fact that they're not going to go to war, the fact that they're now going to trade with each other, have a corridor of trade from allowing Mediterranean goods to go into Israel and then from Israel go to Saudi Arabia and others. It, it's a complete game changer. And part of it is to isolate and, in fact, contain Iran. Because Iran is perceived by all the countries in the Middle East, whether they're Arab or not, as the troublemaker. And that Iran wants to control the Middle East, wants death to Israel, death to America, and control all the rest of the Middle East. And this is an effort by the Middle East countries to get together and say, no, no, not so fast. Here's our defensive alliance. Would this have likely happened if the Abraham Accords had not been struck during the Trump years? No, the first step had to be the Abraham Accords. So the Saudis presumably gave the go-ahead to all those other Arab countries to sign the Abraham Accords. What we realized at the beginning of the Trump administration was that a couple of things. One, as long as oil prices would be low, and they would be because of the American energy industry coming online, that simple supply and demand, American oil and natural gas added to the world market brings the price down, right. that, the, that the Saudis would understand that they couldn't afford to, 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 you know, to um, fuel their economies, to have oil pay for everything. They needed to diversify their economies. And then they were a younger generation of leaders who had been educated in the West, who were comfortable with Western society, comfortable with an open economy, so that they had an incentive to do it. So in the Trump administration, we took advantage of that, and and the, and particularly the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, the guy who's a key mover in the whole place, right, right, right. as we convinced him to, okay, let's have peace with Israel. It was going to be several steps. The Saudis were going to be the final step. The Saudis would have joined the Abraham Accords and the Trump administration. Um, pretty so in readily. essence, this is the Trump administration's work, just uh, continuing uh, to work itself out. One last question. Does Israel's kind of um, face of diversity have anything to do with making the Saudis feel more comfortable? Because there are Arabs that serve in the uh, Israeli Knesset and um, Israeli Arabs that want to live at peace with their neighbors are welcome to live in all parts of Israel. 
Yes, and Israeli Arabs. Historically, they've always been in the land that we now call Israel, and they're Arabs, and they live side by side with the Jews, the Israeli Jews, the Israeli Arabs. And they're the fastest, one of the fastest growing parts of the population of Israel. So they've already figured out how to live in peace with each other. Yeah. It's not a religious thing. It's good it, stuff. It has been a tribal peace. So I think that the prospects of, of this is, is just enormous and a major game changer throughout the Middle East. I mean, we think of all the wars we've had yeah. um, in, that have really had their origin in the Middle East, whether it's been the terrorist wars or the various wars between Israel and the Arabs. This is the end of that, yeah. and it's a, it's a magnificent game changer. Good news indeed. KT McFarland, always appreciate your help. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Kevin. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back with you.